This is People Every Day. Coming up, Adele, Taylor, Britney, oh my, why pop divas dominated the weekend from jaw-dropping performances and no-holds-barred interviews to one life-changing court decision. Plus, more devastating news out of the Astroworld Festival and what's really going on with Queen Elizabeth's health. It's November 15th. Hi out there. Welcome back to People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and this is me on more than eight hours of sleep last night. (laughs) It's rare, but wonderful. And here I am, raring to go on a Monday. So highly recommend. First things first, I need to start off with some news that broke my heart over the weekend. The death toll from Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival has now risen to 10. The latest victim being nine-year-old Ezra Blunt, whose family says he was, quote, stoked to see Scott perform on November 5th. He was one of the many trampled during the event, and he died of his wounds this past Sunday. My heart aches for his family. Ezra attended the festival with his father, Treston, who reportedly passed out from the pressure of the crowd surge. Ezra was said to be sitting on his shoulders and fell off. The family's attorney, Ben Crump, issued a statement obtained by People which said, The Blunt family tonight is grieving the incomprehensible loss of their precious young son. This should not have been the outcome of taking their son to a concert, which should have been a joyful celebration. Ezra's death is absolutely heartbreaking. We are committed to seeking answers and justice for the Blunt family. But tonight we stand in solidarity with the family in grief and in prayer. Moving on to another big headline, there are new questions about Queen Elizabeth's health after she missed what was supposed to be her big return to royal duties over the weekend. On Sunday, the palace announced that the 95-year-old monarch would miss Britain's Remembrance Day ceremony after she sustained a back injury. A statement released on the Queen's behalf read, quote, The Queen, having sprained her back, has decided this morning with great regret that she will not be able to attend today's Remembrance Sunday service at the Cenotaph. Her Majesty is disappointed that she will miss the service. So news of her absence after several weeks of headlines about Her Majesty's health has sparked concerns. So here to help me dig into what we know is Royals expert Simon Perry on the ground in London. Hi, Simon. Hi, Janine. Hi. Well, there have been a number of headlines about Queen Elizabeth lately, of course. You've been all over them. Um, She missed a scheduled trip to Northern Ireland. She'd been spotted using a cane for the first time in more than a decade. Her doctor reportedly told her to stop drinking. Now this. So what can you tell us about what happened over the weekend and what else we know about her health right now? Well, Janine, um, yes, you're right. There's been quite a catalogue in the last uh, two or three weeks, hasn't there? Um, And we were told, in fact, that this um, sprained back has nothing to do with the previous ailments. So when she was asked to rest, of course, as you rightly said, she cancelled going to Northern Ireland and she was asked to rest um, after a trip to the hospital too, uh, where she had an overnight stay with um, investigations that they didn't tell us what they were. But clearly something's been going Mm. on, but she was determined to be there on Sunday. And um, suddenly, of course, Sunday morning, um, they uh, had to announce that she sprained her back and and basically couldn't make it. Yeah. I mean, what are the thoughts and the feelings um, just in the air out there? Like, are people nervous about her health? I think they are. I mean, there's concern is the best way of putting it. You know, we're talking about a 95-year-old woman. I saw her only in... um, mid-October in in Cardiff in Wales 
and while she was a little stooped and a little frail looking clearly um she was walking perfectly well um with a cane uh, and then making a public address to um the welsh parliament um both of which you know age 95 takes some doing i think most people would admit yeah so um it's relatively recently that she was doing that sort of thing. So I think um, I, I was struck yesterday at the remembrance service where all these old veterans were there and gathered in, in, in central London. And there was a really stirring rendition of the national anthem, which, as you may know, is God Save the Queen. And I think that was, yeah. to sum up, that was the feeling of how people are. You know, they were clearly willing her willing her forward. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so British Prime Minister Boris Johnson made a point of telling the press about his audience with the Queen last week and said that he wanted to reassure folks that she's well. So what's the media coverage like in the UK surrounding her health? And, and remind us what would happen should she need to step aside from royal duties completely? Well, yes, uh, like you say, he does say she's well. And these moments, these small windows into her health are really picked up upon as you can imagine by the british media that's how it's playing out anything mentioned whether it be mm. prince charles in the street uh, of brixton in south london on thursday i think it was someone asked him how's your mother and he said she's doing okay or was that effect doing all right i think he said uh, and you know that's two words or two or three words uh, from him or from boris johnson um are really leapt upon as any kind of hint about how she's doing so that gives an impression of obviously the the depth of concern and that's played mm, out mm-hmm, in the media mm-hmm. definitely but like you say there are vehicles as it were there are ways in which the um british constitution works and if she's frail or too frail to work or um incapacitated for some reason her son prince charles of course uh the heir and prince william his heir, his heir can step in and do quite a few duties as councillors of state then should she become even more frail, there is an, a Regency Act that can kick in and Prince Charles can take over. But that would be a very, very extreme case. Simon, thanks so much for taking us through it. No problem. Nice to talk to you. Next up, digging into all the talk about music powerhouses, Britney Spears, Taylor Swift and Queen Adele. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. All right, now it is time to dig into a few stories straight out of the music world, my favorite world. If you haven't heard, Britney Spears has been released from her 13-year conservatorship. This happened on Friday, of course, to the cheers and rejoicing of many of her devoted fans. Uh, Now we want to know what's next. That's why we've asked People's Senior Music Editor, Melody Chu, to fill us in. Hi, Mel. Hey, Janine. 
So this has been a long battle for Brittany and a long time covering for you. Uh, can you fill us in on what this all means for her? Like 13 years of asking for permission and now freedom. What does this mean for her future? I know it's so um, it's so crazy because we've been talking about it for a year, but for her, she it, it's been a 13 year you know saga with ups and downs. Um, and finally, on Friday, the judge terminated her conservatorship, both the estate and the personal. So for the first time in over a decade, she has control of her her life and all of her decisions, uh, which our sources say will be a huge life change. I mean, for for this long, she's had every single decision in her life made for her. And now yeah. it's, yeah, it's all wide open. But she... um the hope and and her team, her lawyer, her her former conservator uh, Jody Montgomery, uh, they're all still working on this transition. So hopefully it's smooth and she has the support that she needs to uh, successfully live life on her own terms. Yeah, it's it's funny. It made me think of a friend of mine who uh, is pretty wealthy, and I, and I had asked her like, what's the day to day like, just in terms of like your your house and all that. And she's she said she told me she was like, you'd be surprised like how many hands have to be in the pot when you have different properties and different, you know, so so just thinking about that with Brittany, like there still has to be people who are, of course, helping out. She's a multi-gajillionaire. It's it's hard to manage uh, my life. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't have all of that. So just imagine hers, right? I know. And the good thing is, you know, if you're if you're that level of famous and wealthy, you never manage your own mm-hmm. money anyway. You have money managers. And so in this case, John Zabel, the um, the the estate conservator who was brought in uh, once her new lawyer came in, he's going to stay on as as a sort of just a money manager. It's not her conservator, not controlling what she spends. It's more for protection. It's sort of interesting because she her life was very controlled. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of close friends. She she's been. Yeah. Her life has just been very structured. And so now we'll see if she gets in touch with, you know, some of her, her old friends from the past um, and and all of that. It'll be really interesting to see what's next for her. Oh, my goodness, for sure. Okay, so what about her family? Do they get a payout? Their livelihood was Brittany, it seems. So, so do they have to go find jobs now? I'm just so curious <laughs> about what this means for them. Yeah, so it, it, we'll see. Um, you know, we saw a lot of a flurry of paperwork over the last few months. Um, mm-hmm. Jamie is is requesting a good chunk, and Lynn also Her filed too, right? so much yeah. legal fees. Um, and and so that's all still on the docket to be discussed um, by the court and the judge. We'll see how much um, yeah, Brittany's estate ends up paying. But of course, she's fighting it, saying this is all ridiculous. They should have never been involved anyway, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see um, what the judge decides. Uh, Well, let's switch gears to another famous songstress, Adele. Last night, we got everything we could ever want from Mm -hmm. her CBS special, Adele, One Night Only. She sang some of her new stuff, her old stuff, and dazzled us all speechless. She also had a sit-down interview with Oprah. Needless to say, it was amazing. So, Mel, can you take us through the highlights of last night? Oh, it was so beautiful. We were so close, Janine. <laughs> I know. We, we it's didn't just over in, there, right? over the hill. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, tell people where it was as well, because it was stunning. Yeah, Griffith Observatory, Griffith Park, which is this iconic, um, you know, LA institution, basically. And it's up in the mountains and you're surrounded by the stars and oh, it's so beautiful and so fitting. And um, she she did tease a few new tracks. I thought, hold on, um, 
was incredibly emotional and um it was like peak Adele um and and she Hold really spilled on, the yeah. tea to Oprah she did <laughs> she did I'm seeing here uh, she talked about Rich Paul um the boo she talked about her father and she talked about her ex Simon and her body image so what did we learn um take me through the things that yeah. really stuck out to you Gosh, I think the way she talks about Simon is really moving. Um, she doesn't mm. have anything bad to say about him ever. And it's, it, it really does seem like oh, they just weren't the right fit at the, at, at this stage in her life. But she said he mm-hmm. saved her life, like she and her son. Um, they brought this stability during such a insane time of, of fame and sudden, you know, invasiveness. And they brought that, yeah, security to her. And, and they're still, she said mm. she trusts him with her life, which I don't think I can say that about any of my exes. I would not. You know, but it's it's amazing. <laughs> she can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Rich, of course, she just is glowing when she talks about him, which she's always been so private. So it's really nice to see. She says for the first time in a relationship, she loves herself. Oh, my goodness. She said, he's making it easy on me. I'm blushing. Oh. <laughs> a little, little throw to one of her songs. But I, yes, I am loving this glow up in the relationship department. And um, and then her dad stuff. This, this is like getting into territory that I really didn't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. We She... she it's really been um, something she's kept to herself over the years. You know, she's talked about not having a strong father figure, but this is yeah. the first time I think she's been really reflective. You know, her her dad, she has said he he drank a lot, and now she realizes the main issue, and and so it made her you know look at her own life and 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 see am I making you know decisions that aren't the best for for my mental physical health. Wow. Yeah, she said, in April, when he died, we had our peace together. We mm-hmm. forgave each other. So just... Yeah. What closure? Yeah, that's I guess so... it's, it's kind of speaking to, you know, others out there that might be mm-hmm. in similar situations. Yeah, that, it's never too late. parent relationship, it yeah. feeds through our entire lives. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never too late. Um, and so just take me into a little bit more about what she said about her body and just the stage yeah. that she's in right yeah. now with her body image. Well, she told Oprah she lost, I think, around 100 pounds in, in two years, which that's that's clearly so much. But again, she said it's not something that she, she was thinking about in terms of, I want to hit these goal weights. It was more she was going through so much and she needed something to hold on to and really, you know, keep her grounded during this devastating time of, of her divorce. And, you know, her body has always been talked about. Uh, whether she's too big or too small, she says, and and whatever size she is, she says she's body positive now. She's body positive then, and it's it's not her job to tell people how to feel about their bodies. Um, yeah, she said, I'm, I'm trying to sort my own life out. <laughs> Still, aren't we all, Adele? Oh my goodness. Well, I I love that. I love it. Uh, last but not least, let's talk about uh, Taylor Swift's appearance on SNL. Obviously, uh, she gave a stunning performance, but she also cameoed in a sketch with Pete Davidson, which was hilarious. Like, and I, I, I you know, people throw that word around. Go watch this. It is so funny. Uh, so can you take us through <laughs> the highlights of everything we'd want to know about Taylor's SNL performance? Because the Swifties have been on a high this weekend. Oh my God, you think she's done? And then they, and then she's like, hey, here's a new video. It's like, <laughs> girl, when do you sleep? Um, but yeah, so so the sketch with Pete was, it, it's so funny to see her in that kind of light. Like the performance itself was so serious and scorching and you could tell how mad she was mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all of that. But then the sketch was totally different and she was basically roasting the new SNL, SNL writers. Like a sad run- 
she is back in, in full form. Yeah. Not that she ever kind of really went anywhere. Yeah. Like you said, her work ethic is beyond. I think it's just now more and more people are seeing her her real personality. Like she's a very dry humor kind of person. Like she's always been that way. But I think mm-hmm. it, it got you know, lost in a lot. And now she's kind of like, I don't care anymore. Like, yes, this is who I am. And, and we're finally seeing her <laughs> like in her full, full element. Um, and yeah, and then now her her second red era. I mean, I don't, don't we all wish we could go back to like a breakup and redo it and be like, well, I should have said this. And now I get to. That was People's Senior Music Editor, Melody Chu, on Life After Britney Spears' Conservatorship, Adele's concert and tell-all interview with Oprah, and Taylor Swift's SNL performance. For more on these stories, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile, courtesy of Adele. A slight spoiler alert if you haven't watched yet, but during a break at Adele's one-night-only concert that aired on CBS, the 33-year-old Grammy winner helped a lucky fan pop the big question. So Quentin had apparently dragged his feet a bit before deciding to pop the question, and he knew he had to go big or go home with his proposal. Well, let the record show, he has won the gold medal in the Proposal Olympics. (laughs) During the show, the lights dropped low and Adele shushed the audience as he led his girlfriend of seven years, Ashley, to the front of the stage. Mind you, Ashley didn't know where she was. She had on a blindfold and a pair of noise-canceling headphones. As those items came off, She looked down to see her boyfriend on bended knee in front of a bunch of strangers, including Lizzo, Drake, Leonardo DiCaprio, Selena Gomez, and the list goes on and on. But Ashley was bewildered and focused in on Quentin. So let's take a listen to a little of what he said. Will, okay. (laughs) Will you marry me, hello, Ashley? In real life. In real life. (laughs) Yeah. Yes? So after she chided him for taking so long, she said yes, and Adele appears. Oh my God, she had the couple sit front row as she serenaded them with her hit, Make You Feel My Love. I don't know about Ashley, but I could have waited 10 years for that proposal. (laughs) Go watch it if you haven't. I am so happy for them, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 